Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Tech Talk here at SG Taurus. I'm your host, Matt LePan. This week, we're joined once again by one of our great technical support representatives, Ken Gott. Ken, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Matt. Ken, today we're going to be going over the new Kumo Touch MHK2 Redlink Wireless Remote Controller. A lot of words in there, but it is the new Kumo Touch MHK2. A lot of folks who work with Mitsubishi equipment know the MHK1, and today we're going to discuss some of the differences in the new Kumo Touch MHK2. First of all, Ken, what is the biggest difference between the new Kumo Touch MHK2 and your traditional MHK1? Well, it is a smaller thermostat. It's very similar to the Honeywell T4 or T6 Pro stat. It also has a touchscreen panel, which is pretty nice. When somebody is looking to upgrade, so to say, to the MHK2 and update their system, will this work back with some of the MHK1 accessories? No, Matt. Unfortunately, the technology has changed so much. There's a lot of great features in the MHK2 that just don't work with the MHK1 platform. What they've done is they're using Redlink Technology 3.0, whereas the MHK1 used Redlink Technology 2.0. The 3.0 will not communicate with the old bridge, the Honeywell bridge, and you could access through the Honeywell website. With the MHK2, everything must be done through the Kumo Cloud app. And so that means, folks, if you're listening, if you're going to be installing this MHK2, you either need to use it as a standalone thermostat or you need to start selling a Kumo Cloud and use the Kumo Cloud app. So if you're putting this in there, don't forget you need to include your Kumo Cloud so that you can remotely control this and take advantage of some of the great features. Now, Ken, you mentioned these these new features and some of the great features to it. What are some of the updated features and some of the, the real big selling points of the new Kumo Touch MHK2? Well, Matt, there's actually quite a bit. Some of the biggest features are the scheduling. As we ran into with the MHK1 and Kumo Cloud, you had to do scheduling on one or the other. The MHK2 does give you scheduling or it allows you to only do scheduling through the Kumo Cloud app. That used to be a conflicting issue where people would set up a schedule on the Kumo Cloud app and also on the MHK1, and it created quite a bit of problems. So we've eliminated that with the MHK2. Another nice feature is there's a lot of diagnostics on there. It displays and records uh, error codes in memory, so you can go back and you can actually look to see what any there were error codes in the system. It does use a couple of AA batteries that can last a year and eight months. Of course, depending on how much usage and LED backlight power you have put on it. With wireless controllers here, we know that you need the indoor air sensor. What indoor air sensor do you use with the MHK2? That's another great feature. You can either read the temperature from the indoor unit, or you can read it on the MHK2, much like you could do with the MHK1. However, now there is a wireless indoor sensor you can use with the MHK2, and you can do zone averaging. You can actually use uh, multiple indoor wireless sensors and average them with the MHK2, which gives you a lot more flexibility. This also runs off the new Redlink 3.0, so you have to make sure you have the correct indoor sensor which is sold by SG Taurus. It's a Honeywell indoor sensor. The actual model, if you want to take this down, is a 
C is in Charlie, 7189, R is in Robert, 2002. That will work with the MHK2 only. Once somebody has the MHK2 set up and their indoor air sensor set up, the biggest question that we've been getting on this is how do you test run this system? It's it's you know a little more complicated than test running the MHK1, but can you take folks through how you would test run this system? It's done through the menu. It's actually pretty easy. And this is done, you know, by a technician. You can actually go in and energize your cooling or heating so you can run your indoor unit. You can test the uh, fan speed, temperature set points, and also the temperature calibration, if you like. Another added feature here that you can use is it also measures humidity. So you can access humidity via your Kumo Cloud app, or you can actually read it on the thermostat. A lot of people like to see what the humidity is in the space as well. You mentioned the menu. This menu is a little more robust than on the MHK1. What are some of the features you can access through there? And how easy is it to access this menu? It's quite easy, actually. Some of the features, like I had mentioned before, are error codes, displays. One of the nice things about this is with ducted units, you can actually set the static air pressure for all ducted units right from the screen, and it actually will tell you the static air pressure that you're setting it to. This was always complicated with the MHK1, or it had to be done with a wired controller. So that is one big feature, being that we're using so many ducted units now. It's huge to be able to to do all of that and get it through the control. Can you access these touch points through your Kumo Cloud app, or does it have to be on the menu for the actual physical MHK2 itself? Really on the MHK2, it's done set up when you're setting the, the system up. Once it's set up, you shouldn't have to go back and, and set it again. And earlier we had talked about the scheduling issues that a lot of folks saw with the Kumo Cloud app and the MHK1. How is that different and how do you set up the scheduling within the Kumo Cloud app? You can do it and do it right on the actual MHK2, but how do you do so on the Kumo Cloud app and how does that take effect onto your MHK2? Okay, when you're setting up the MHK2, that's when you decide where you're going to be doing the scheduling from. Either you're gonna be doing it from the MHK2 or you're going to be doing it from the Kumo Cloud app. So when you're doing your setup, you select it then when, what you want to do. Once it's set, it's done. On the Kumo Cloud app, it's very simple to set it. because you're doing it on your phone or your iPad. It's very easily, very intuitive, very easy to set up. One other thing, too, just as far as the way you actually, the installation happens is you have the MHK2 and you still have a, a wireless receiver that connects to your CN105 back at your indoor unit. If you are using this with Kumo Cloud, what you do need to do is the Kumo Cloud wireless interface that plugs into the CN105 on the air handler must be installed first and set up. You will not get the MHK2 to operate until the Kumo Cloud wireless interface is set up. Your Kumo Cloud wireless interface is set up first then you plug your MHK2 wireless interface into the Kumo Cloud wireless interface, being that it has a CN105 connector in it as well. So again, just make sure you set up Kumo Cloud first and then MHK2 if you're using both systems. 
And remember, we have a ton of information on how to set up your Kumo Cloud and Kumo Station and, and everything of the like. Go to our website, sgtorus.com backslash Kumo for our Kumo Resource Center. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for the information on the new Kumo Touch MHK2 wireless interface. And want to thank you all out there for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just search Taurus Tech Talk. Make sure to follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Search our page, SG Taurus, or just use the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk. And as always, you can catch all of our podcasts right on our website, sgtaurus.com, backslash podcasts. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Tech Talk.